Hey everybody, this is Rob from the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods and DC Primetime, and I'm here to tell you something that you should definitely be doing if you haven't done so already, and that is heading over to www.nextlevelradioonline.com. There's a ton of other great podcasts on the network if you haven't checked them out already, such as From Panels to Pixels, Two Fat Dudes, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, uh, an upcoming Lost Revisited podcast, uh, in addition to our flagship show, The Showcast Spotlight, which is about to probably get ready to kick off its brand new season of celebrity interviews. Great shows like The Melting Pat, Primetime Fantasy Football, and Con Talk. So whatever your interest is, there's definitely something for you at Next Level Radio Online. Make sure to check them out, like them, review them, share. Thank you guys so much for all of your years of support. Now, back to the show. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? I wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? Well, hello, Mr. Fancy. The following program contains violence, disturbing imagery, nudity, and, oh my god, why are you even watching this? Just run away. This shit is going to give you nightmares. For real. Nightmares where you are running naked on a treadmill made of razor blades, and your third grade teacher is pointing and laughing at you. Good evening, fellow boils and ghouls. Welcome back to the Next Level Network production of What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. The podcast where killers are heroes and teenagers just might learn to stop fucking around or you're going to get axed. So this is the third episode. And again, I'm murdering the airwaves all by myself, my scheming little self. In other words, nobody loves me. Nah, it's bullshit. Fuck off. Uh, People love me, I think. Anyways, uh, got a lot of good feedback again for the second week, so... I think you love me. Anyways, no, I do have guests on the way. I just got to work out some accommodations and whatnot, uh, figuring out time slots and stuff like that. But uh, there is guests on the way, so don't worry about that. Um, But this week, it is just me, Paul Williams, your host, your ghost host with the most. I steal that from Host of a Thousand Corpses, but fuck them. Who cares? Um, yeah, because Rob Zombie doesn't steal shit from people, right? Like, he spends his, most of his fucking career has been based on sampling or tribute, so which nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Just saying, you know, I stole from him because he steals from everybody. Who the fuck cares? Um, anyways, uh, this week's episode it's going to be an eerie episode talking about zombie-like killers and a notable uh, scream queen from the Great White North. After all, it is Women in Horror Month. And last episode, I focused on a lot of men. <laughs> I didn't actually realize that last week when I did the episode. It was like, it was a fucking sausage fest. 
So uh, this week, it's going to be a show for the ladies. Uh, Yes, for the third episode of What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. It's all about the 2013 Lowell Dean Tale of the Macabre, starring Catherine Isabel, one of my favorite scream queens, in a film known as 13 Eerie. But before we get into that, I do have a few things that I need to chant about, to talk about, to air my thoughts about. And starting off with Critters. So Critters is getting a TV series. I forgot to mention this last week. But it's also going to be joining Chucky in the latest of 80s icons going to the small screen. I don't get what's with this 80s, 90s revival thing with TV, but hey, if it works, it works. And I honestly think Critters might be a good title to uh, give a series to, so... I I love the movies, even as bad as I think Part Four was like the worst or whatever. But I mean, I still love them. I don't give a shit. And uh, so a TV series I think might be good. The reason why I also bring it up is because I do plan on having it as an upcoming topic uh, within the next uh, week or two. Hopefully, uh, have some ideas planned for that. So I thought, why not? Let's bring up Critters uh, as one of my points. For the week, and another point for the week, um, depending on when you hear this, tomorrow, Tuesday, February 20th, 2018, Waxwork Records is putting up for order on their website the vinyl re-release of the soundtrack for George A. Romero's 1978 flick Dawn of the Dead. This is the score that was done by Goblin. Um... I'm excited about this. Uh, I'm really excited to... uh, I'm definitely ordering one. Uh, I've had the soundtrack for quite a while on digital, but I've never actually owned a complete physical copy of it, and they've been posting on social media like videos of pressing the albums and and the cover artwork and whatnot, and I'm pumped. I'm hyped up for it because it's a great soundtrack, and uh, Waxwork Records, uh, they can do no wrong. They're, They're... their vinyl pressings are beautiful. Um, I have both the Creepshow vinyl ones, Creepshow 1 and 2. Oh, they're so beautiful, and they sound great, and they look great. And, yeah, I, I'm definitely getting the Dawn of the Dead one for sure. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up, um, not vinyl related, uh, but Jamie Lee Curtis did announce this week that her filming sessions for the new Halloween film have now come to an end. And again, on the social medias, especially like uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, she was posting a lot of pictures. Nick Castle was posting pictures. The directors and the crew have been posting pictures. And uh, so, yeah, she she's excited. Uh, you know, that look on her face, that smile in her, her, in her face, the gleam in her eyes. I have a feeling we're in for a good movie. Um, I'm trying really hard not to hype myself up for it too much. But how can you not when you see Jamie Lee Curtis glowing at the idea of making another Halloween film. So I'm really excited. And like I did say last week, John Carpenter has been on the set and he's had nothing bad to say about it. So I, to, for me, this is saying some good things. Um, so yeah, uh, Halloween, we, we only have a few, uh, what, let's see, uh, eight months to go. Actually, I think it's eight months today. February 19th, uh, October 19th, I believe is the release date. So, wow, eight months away, people. Um, unless they pull a, a, a Cloverfield paradox on us and, you know, 
give us a promo and give it to us two hours later. Fuck, wouldn't that be awesome? But um, anyways, moving on. Uh, I did post on the Facebook page. There is some new poster artwork for an upcoming Christmas horror flick. All the creatures were stirring and it's coming later this year. I don't know a whole lot about this movie. The reason why I'm I'm talking about it and I posted the poster artwork and stuff is if you know me, I love Christmas horror flicks. Anything that takes place at Christmas time and is a horror movie, I absolutely eat it up and love the shit out of it. Um, if you were if if you followed uh, my other podcast, uh, Bats Bows and Books uh, podcast. There's been a couple times where I've talked about like Christmas horror uh, and talked about well, it, it, this first episode of uh, What Lurks was uh, a Gremlins. You know, it, it was Christmas horror. I, I have a thing about Christmas horror, and I saw the poster artwork for all the creatures were stirring, and I was like, I'm sharing that, um, and I'm going to be definitely looking into this movie, um, finding out release dates and whatnot. I don't care how bad it'll be if it's Christmas horror. I will definitely eat i'll eat the shit up out of this thing like so i did want to mention that uh you know go check it out on the facebook page if you'd like uh also my new twitter account um i'll be talking about that later i'm not the biggest fan of twitter but i thought you know it wouldn't hurt to start an account for this podcast um because if fangoria magazine can return uh maybe i should return to twitter it was tough, but I did it. Um, as speaking of Fangoria, yes, they are returning. Magazine, um, like I, Fangoria has been kind of still kept alive through internet, like Facebook and stuff like that. But there was no more magazine. Magazine had, uh, had the had, the company had gone under and whatnot. Well, they've been uh, picked up and. Uh, Dallas Sonier and Phil Noble Jr. posted on social media that they would be accommodating many who had subscriptions that were never fulfilled when the magazine went under, and they are also promising to bring the magazine back to its previous glory and beyond. That makes me happy. Um, I, I, as a kid, I used to have a lot of Fangoria magazines, and, you know, kids are stupid i was a stupid kid i got rid of my fangoria magazines and i really wish i hadn't i think i have like two or three issues still but a lot of them i got rid of and that was a dumb move on my part um yeah like i said i was a stupid kid there's a lot of things i gave up as a kid and nowadays i'm like why the fuck did you give that up but anyways, yes, it was reported this week. Fangoria is coming back, and I I personally am happy about this. I have a subscription to Rue Morgue. I may be getting one to Fangoria as well. So I, it, it's good news. It, again, horror is on the uptake. Uh, last year, this year, it just seems like horror is becoming a, a, a very prominent force again, and it's awesome. Um, final uh, news piece. Uh, Shout Studios is taking on the Soska Sisters remake of David Cronenberg's Rabid for U.S. release. And um, I had to bring this up because Soska Sisters, uh, Jen and Sylvia, both are, are two really big names in the horror community. They're women in the horror community. So, like I said, focusing on women this episode. Um, I also... Uh, if you have access to Shudder, which Shudder does have a promo going on right now, you can get 30 free days 
Uh, if you use the, um, what do they call that, coupon code or whatever, uh, W-I-H-S-9 or something like that. I, I forget what it is, but it, you'd have, if you go on the internet, they, like log on to uh, Shutter, they'll they'll have the coupon code for you. Basically for uh, women, in, or no, wait, it's W-I-H-M-9, I think, for women in horror. And it's the ninth annual women in horror uh like event or whatnot so i believe that's the code w-i-h-m-9 anyways on shutter they have this uh documentary called the core and it's like weekly interviews with different um like creators or like people who are behind the scenes actors and whatnot and i recently just watched the episode with the Saska sisters and that was one of the funniest things I've ever watched because for 30 minutes, they basically talk about how to dismember men. Um, and yeah, I'm talking about like full on ripping penises right off and it's fucking hilarious. And as a guy, I found it very satisfying to watch. I know you're thinking, what the fuck's wrong with this dude? But for years and years and years and decades, we've seen women put up with being raped on screen and beaten on screen, killed on screen. And... The Saska sisters are really good at making men suffer. And, you know, it, uh, my personal opinion is in horror movies, what's fair for one is fair for the other. So it, it, it's a fun episode if you can watch it. Um, and, you know, you are okay with your own sexuality that seeing, like, fake penises on screen doesn't bother you. I don't know why I would. We all have one, all us guys, but whatever. What the fuck? Um, yeah, seeing them, like, flop around gelatin cocks was fucking hilarious. It's a great episode. They have a lot of fun with it. You laugh with it. Um, I mean, have a stomach for it because there's some gore, obviously. Uh, and there's also, um, you know, they feature, um, my, well, like I said, one of my favorite scream queens, Catherine Isabel. Uh, she was in, uh, American Mary. That was a Saskas, uh, sister's, uh, remake. Or not remake, but just a film. Um, so... Anyways, that's that. Uh, I don't think I really have a whole lot else. Oh, I do have... I, I'm doing this differently. Okay, so last week I had recommendations, but I put it at the end of the episode. But sometimes once you're done talking about the meat of the episode, you know, people fizzle off. So I decided I was going to do this a little bit differently and put my recommendations at the beginning of the episode and then jump into, like, the, the main topic after my recommendations so i have two for this week uh the first one is a musical recommendation amelia arsenic uh formerly of uh angel spit she used to go by the name destroy x and now she goes by amelia arsenic Uh, she just released a five song ep called queen of risk and you can get it through Bandcamp, uh and it's um free slash name your price uh so if you don't want to pay for it you can get it for free if you want to pay you know i think i gave like five dollars you know one song uh, one dollar per song type thing um it's a great album uh she she's she's a very clever uh lyricist i I, i've I've always liked her lyrics she's very uh satirical very cynical um she has a way of kind of just like putting it in your face without you know being overly um exuberant i guess is the word i'm thinking of i i could be wrong anyways uh yes amelia arsenic's latest five song ep queen of risk um if you're into that kind of electro punk music uh highly recommended it's a really great album 
Um, I've been playing it quite a lot since I got it myself. And the other, um, the other recommendation I have is actually from the Next Level Network. Um, I recently listened to the Caffeine Crew's uh, Castapods episode 43, the Villains episode. And being I'm a horror fan, being you are horror fans listening to this show, you know, fans of the antagonists, uh, this is a great episode. I had I really enjoyed listening to this episode, and I definitely wanted to um, I wanted to give it a mention because they do a very good job of highlight highlighting many aspects uh, for those big bads that we love. So uh, definitely check it out. Next level Next Level Radio Networks. Um, the Caffeine Crew, Castapods, episode 43. It's uh, It'll be worth your time. It, it's, a, it's a good episode. Um, but that's it. I, I'm done. I'm done babbling. Uh, it's time now. Um, well, it's time for a small break. Uh, then when the show returns, uh, it's going to be time to review the body munching, earth-shaking screaming, the blood curl... Cur- Fuck! I wrote this whole thing out. I had this beautiful little tagline and I fucked it up. Anyways, rewind. Okay, that was horrible. But anyways, when the show returns, it will be time to review the body munching, earth shaking, screaming, the blood curdling drool of 13 Eerie. And thank you for laughing your ass off at me for fucking that up. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome to Eerie Straight. Compound secured perimeter means nothing gets in or out. No one's been here in years. It's gonna feel more like a boot camp than a science retreat. All aboard! That's right. All you got here is uh, Guantanamo Bay's ugly twin system. Oh man, welcome to hell. There are only two places available in the forensic trainee scheme. You will need to work in pairs. You're gonna puke, do it in the bushes, otherwise you'll contaminate the area. place to die. You heard about this place, right? Why? You heard the rumors. Death row inmates. Saw something. Nothing lives here. No one lives here. Group C, Group A, come in over. This place is a rat hole. It's gonna be like a day trip with Charlie Manson. Okay, we're back. Um, hopefully I don't fuck anything up this time. Anyways, so it's Women in Horror Month, and this week's episode is definitely going to focus on one of my favorite women in the horror genre. Um, she's also done a lot of romantic comedies, or you know what they call chick flicks or whatever. But she is a prominent name in horror as well and I definitely wanted to um I wanted to focus on a movie she's done but not Ginger Snaps which don't get me wrong I love Ginger Snaps films I have all three of them I've watched them multiple times I have all the soundtracks I have everything those movies are very dear to me but this week's movie is one that I don't think a lot of people are aware of I mean obviously if you know your 
more lower budget horror films, your underground indie films, whatever, you're probably familiar with this film and probably don't like it as much as I do. But that's not going to stop me from talking about it because I like this film and I, 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 with this podcast, not only do I want to talk about a lot of mainstream horror, I kind of want to talk about ones that not too many people know about, you know, kind of open up people's, um, catalogs, perspectives, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just, you know, open up the world of horror to people. So I thought if I'm going to do a film about like, like starring, uh, this scream queen, I wanted to do one that isn't overly famous. So I picked 13 eerie because it is a good movie. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's a bit, it's a, I don't even know if you call it a zombie flick. Cause I don't even think they actually call them zombies in the movie. But it's reanimated bodies, let's put it that way. And Walking Dead is coming back next week. So it was kind of a good way of like leading into next week with Walking Dead returning, which I am a fan of. If you don't like it, fuck off. I don't care. You can you can blast me on social media all you want. But one thing that really pisses me off is when people like will try and tell me that my opinion of a TV show sucks. Fuck you. It's my opinion. Just as you have yours. I love Walking Dead. It's, yeah, it's dragged out a little too much sometimes, but I still love the show. Anyways, enough of that. This week's topic is something different. Um, so, yes, we're going to talk about 13 Eerie this week, uh, starting with the release date of this film. It was released April 2nd, 2013. Uh, I believe that was the North American release. Seems to me I read somewhere that in Europe... It was released, I think, a week before, although I'm not 100% positive on that. But I do know the North American release was April 2nd, 2013. Uh, It was filmed in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, Canada. Good old Canada. Oh, Canada. Fuck you. No. um, Canada's doing pretty good in the Olympics, by the way. Not that I, I, like I say, I kind of pay attention when I can, but they're doing pretty good over there. Keep it up, boys and girls. Uh, what was it just last night? Uh, the figure skaters. I'm not a big fan of figure skating, but uh, they set like a new world record. Uh, Tessa, what is her name? Tess Virtue and Scott Moyer or something. Yeah, they set like a world record. So, hey, good for them. Like I say, figure skating's not my jam. It's all like, you know, judges and shit, and I'm not into that kind of sport, but whatever. It is what it is, and they set a record, so good for them. Anyways, the budget for the film because we're going to keep on topic here. Uh, the budget for the film was $3 million, but the box office gross was $21.2 million. So uh, what did it times it by like seven? <laughs> That's a pretty good haul-in. Um, directed by Lowell Dean, who is also responsible for Wolf Cop and Wolf Cop 2, which are two films that have quite the cult following. I may end up bringing those into the podcast sometime or another. Uh, This movie, though, 13 Eerie, written by Christian Pierce Betley, produced by Don Carmody and Kevin DeWalt, and the music was by Igor Vrabic and Ken Worth. And the music, I'm very impressed. Like I said last week, I'm one who notices music score, and I was really impressed with the music for this. Your cast, your cast of characters in this film, uh, starring 
like I said, my scream queen, my favorite girl, Catherine Isabel. And she has been in a, a lot of horror um, properties. The Ginger Snaps trilogy, obviously, all three of them. Uh, American Mary, Freddy vs. Jason, Torment, uh, See No Evil 2, which, wow. Her acting in that one, i pretty sure she was intentionally hamming it up in that film because it's bad. But I think she, I think it was meant to be intentional. Um, she's also been on TV. She's been in the X Files, and she had uh, quite a prominent role in the Hannibal TV series. Uh, and she's just got there's a new TV series here in Canada on CBC. I want, I believe it's called Lucky Dog. I think, and she's in that. So uh, she keeps herself busy. She, you know. And like I said, she's been in a lot of romantic comedies. She's Snow Day, if you guys have ever seen that fucking movie. I actually did just because she was in it. But um, yeah. Anyways, moving on. I'm embarrassing myself here. Uh, Michael Shanks was uh, also in 13 Eerie. Uh, he probably know him best from Stargate SG-1. Uh, he was also in Smallville. He played... Uh, Played Hawkman in Smallville. He was also in that really bad movie, Red Riding Hood, with, um, oh shit, what's that girl's name? Siegfried. Amanda Siegfried, I think, was in that. Um, I wasn't a big fan of that movie. I mean, I watched it, it had some decent effects and whatnot, but not really that great of a movie. Um, he was also in Elysium, which I absolutely love that movie with, uh, Matt Damon. Um, Really, I Elysium is one I may have to talk about on the podcast as well eventually. So, but moving on, uh, Brendan Fair was also in Thirteen Eerie. Uh, most people would know him from Roswell, uh, which is getting a reboot, and I may actually have to bring my sister back for that episode when Roswell returns because she is. Huge fanatic for the show. I didn't watch it very much. Um, she loves the shit out of that. And it is returning, although I don't think Brendan Fair is part of it, but whatever. Uh, he was also in Final Destination, X-Men First Class. He's been around. People know him. Uh, Brendan Fletcher. They had a thing with the Brendans in this film. Um, he's been in Freddy vs. Jason, Ginger Snaps 2, Ginger Snaps Back, which is basically part three. And he was in Smallville. Uh, I mentioned the fact that he was in Freddy vs. Jason and the two Ginger Snaps films because he uh, has worked with Catherine Isabel quite a few times in the past. So uh, they're very familiar with each other, obviously. Uh, Nick Moran was in this film. Um, he's uh, very famous from Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. And he was in both Deathly Hallows, the Harry Potter films, uh, parts one and two. He's also been on Mr. Selfridge. Uh, Jesse Moss. Jesse Moss is another one who has worked with Catherine Isabel before in the original Ginger Snaps. He's also from Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, The Uninvited, Final Destination 3. And rounding off the main cast, Christy Patterson, who this was pretty much her first film that she uh, had a, like a starring role or an acting appearance. Uh, she does, She had done some stunt doubling in the past. Uh, the TV show here in Canada, Corner Gas, she had a, a few appearances, but um, is uh, 
basically, I, I kind of added to this, but uh, the the synopsis is it's a 2013 Canadian horror film directed by Lowell Dean, making his feature film debut. Uh, it entails the story about six forensic undergrads completing a university field exam on a deserted island, oblivious that the island was previously used for illegal biological experiments on life-term prisoners. Wow, it's so horrifying. It's so horrifying. It's so horrible. We took, you know, people that were on death row and we did experiments on them. Fuck. I love that idea. Okay, look, I'm going to put this out there right now. I love animals. Fuck animals. Fuck your animal testing. If you got someone who you know is a fucking pile of shit, do your experiments on them. There's my political statement for the fucking week. You don't like it? Too bad. No. Um, I did let it. It was kind of weird, though, because I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, see, they got it right. (laughs) But um, anyways, those uh, life-term prisoners, basically, uh, they'll make up your quote-unquote zombies as the movie goes on. Um, By the way, I am spoiling shit. Uh, this movie's been around since 2013, so um, pretty much I. it's not like it came out last week. I saw Black Panther last week, by the way, too. I'm not going to spoil a fucking thing about it except, except to say, uh, really good movie. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, anyways, the uh, I wanted to also add the soundtrack for uh, 13 Eerie uh, is actually available, and it's for free. Uh, you can stream it uh, through SoundCloud. Uh the address is basically soundcloud.com slash Ken and Igor music slash sets slash 13 eerie soundtrack. Uh, you can Google it. It'll take you right to it. Um, Cause I know that's kind of a lot to remember. And the IMDB rating for this, uh, I'm going to put this out there now is 4.5 out of 10. Fuck you IMDB. But anyways, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there was nothing for the critics. And the audience score, 17% fresh. Again, fuck you. I love this movie. Um, <laughs> no, actually, um, well, I have all my thoughts written out, so you'll get to see where I'm coming from on this film. But, I mean, let's start off. First off, look, this is a quote-unquote zombie flick. Um I saw a lot of people saying this was not an original film. There wasn't much originality brought to it and whatnot. Really? Zombie films? We're expecting originality? Uh, Unless you're Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead or Return of the Living Dead. Um, Anyways, you get my point. The originality factor for zombie films is over with. There's not much you can do differently uh in terms of zombies the story you put around the zombies you can definitely be more original with but zombies themselves really what what, what's left to do we've had them walk slow we've had them walk fast we've had them eat brains we've had them eat just all organs um so i mean when you going into this film like you have to lower your expectations a little it's a zombie flick what are you expecting? That said, I did enjoy the story. I did enjoy the uh, the, the whole story of this. Um, the setup at the old rundown penitentiary uh, definitely had a Walking Dead throwback to it, like kind of a feel to it, whatnot. Um, actually, I believe that season of Walking Dead was 2012 or 2013, so it was within the same uh, 
time frame, really. But uh, yeah, like I, I like the fact that it was in an old uh, penitentiary. It's abandoned and whatnot. Um, the acting in this movie is not as bad as the internet would have you think. Again, people are harsh with their fucking comments. You got to remember at the end of the day, people made these movies. They put their heart and soul into it. They had fun with it. I understand that not every movie is made for specific people. You know what I mean? Like, I personally am more of a slasher kind of guy. I love my slashers. But at the same time, a good zombie movie doesn't hurt me. A vampire flick. I do like my vampire movies. Um, But I do understand that certain movies that may not appeal to me appeal to others. Alien Covenant. I know I shit on this movie quite a bit. It didn't work for me. That's not to say that someone else didn't enjoy it. I might not understand why they enjoyed it, but that's not to say I don't understand it. You know, um, like, I mean, what I'm saying is is I can understand that people have different opinions is what I'm saying. Again, Alien Covenant is beyond me. I don't get how people like it. But uh, someone does, I'm not going to shit on them and tell them their opinion is wrong. And I saw a lot of shitty comments towards this movie about People not liking it, and it, you know, it, sometimes it makes me wonder, like, do people think, like, if they shit on a movie that makes it more cool, do you think you're, like, you have some opinion that's beyond critics and, you know, you see past some, like, hidden agenda or something? Like, I get it. We don't like movies. That's fine. But don't shit on someone else also for enjoying the film. It worked for them. This film worked for me. Um, and I, I obviously... Me being a guy who loves his practical special effects, the gore is decent in this movie. There's not a lot of it. Um, There's lots of blood when needed. There's lots of gore when needed. But, I mean, overall, there's not a lot of kills. Um, So, I mean, when we get the gore, yeah, it's, it's bloody, it's gory, it's messy, it's awesome. I've realized that I find Catherine Isabel very attractive with blood splashed all over her. Um, kind of like how women find uh, Bruce Campbell very attractive when he's uh, splattered in blood. Well, for me, it's Catherine Isabel. Um, and like I say, there's lots of blood when needed. Uh, the zombies themselves, if you want to call them that. I, I was joking around while I was watching the movie. I'm like, these guys are like muck men without the farts. Um, and if you've seen Spookies, you know what I'm talking about. Because in Spookies, the zombies, so to speak... They called them muck men, and they were farting zombies. It was fucking hilarious. So, yeah, I'm watching it, you know, this week, and I'm like, you know, because I was getting prepared for the podcast and whatnot, so I did a rewatch of 13 Eerie, and I'm watching it. I'm like, they're fucking muck men. That's what I've I've realized. They kind of look like muck men without a bit of the goop and whatnot, but and no farts, obviously. But, again, the zombies in this film, they don't look bad. Um, I mean, it's low budget. So they they didn't have a a lot of budget to work with, but what they did have, they made it work. Um, And uh, the other thing that I was thinking about when I was looking at like their appearance, it could also be due to the story that they were convicts serving life sentences or on death row and were part of biological uh, like experiments. Something that's not really touched up on in the movie. So maybe that's a lost opportunity or whatnot, but Yes, they don't look like zombies per se, like what you see in Walking Dead or, or, you know, Lucio Fulci's zombie or whatnot. But 
Again, there could be could have been some backstory we just weren't made aware of. Um, the music score in this movie is really decent. Uh, definitely help. It helps to uh, set the mood, set the atmosphere, and whatnot. Um, so it, I, I, they did a very, very good job with the musical score. <sighs> what else to talk about? I haven't lost you guys yet, eh? Like I'm not boring you or anything. No. I, like I said last week, I got a lot of good feedback again. So I wasn't too nervous this week about doing this episode by myself. Um, I thank you all. I love you all. Anyways, on with the show. Uh, another point for 13 Eerie. Uh, I really enjoyed the fact that um, the sense of doom in this film was not so heavy that it almost feels like it's trying to depress you um while i do like that sometimes in a movie um a movie like the descent for instance is like very very um doom heavy like you just feel like it why are they even fighting it's a pointless cause um this film didn't have that and it allowed the audience the the viewer to enjoy the experience while showing off its gore and the factor of human stupidity, which there's not a whole lot of that, but yeah, there's still some humans making stupid decisions. Um, so, I mean, that being said, these, like, like I said, these characters, they're, they're university undergrads or forensic student undergrads, whatever. Um, they're not that stupid. So it does make it less annoying to watch, uh, this film other than like, other films where like people are so fucking outright ridiculously brain fucking dead that why would a zombie want to eat your brain? Cause it's fucking dead. Like this, they did a decent job with this, making the characters, um, not completely banal and fucking stupid. That said, you, one thing that this film did kind of lack in, was the fact that, again, we're not attached to these characters. I mean, you're watching it, you see actors you know, like like I said, like Catherine Isabel, Brendan Fair, Brendan Fletcher, Je- Jesse Moss. These are actors I've seen in multiple films, multiple TV series. So I know who they are, but their characters themselves, a little bit one-dimensional, you know? Um, there's not a lot of build-up to the character, so if they get killed by a zombie or killed by each other or killed by whoever, you kind of really don't care. You're more like, okay, now I want to see the gore to this. Um, and again, as much as I enjoyed this, as I highlighted at the very beginning, it's not the most original idea. We've had, we've seen this before in zombie movies and zombie TV series, you know, run down penitentiaries, bodies, being reanimated, you know, people running for their lives, people fighting for their lives. It's not the most original idea. I, I, I definitely give it that. Um, it kind of feels like it's like Return of the Living Dead taking itself too seriously, um, especially with the fact of how the bodies are reanimated. It's like, you know, government biological weapon that brings them back and whatnot, and much like the Triox 245 in Return of the Living Dead. Um but the film is not 
as it doesn't have as much humor as Return of the Living Dead does. I mean, Return of the Living Dead is a fucking it's a scream. You're you're laughing your ass off the whole time you're watching this zombie movie. And where this one, there's not much humor. Uh, more laughs probably would have helped it a bit. I understand it's a horror film, so I get why the you know the laughs probably happened when the cameras weren't rolling as opposed to when they were. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. There's definitely some flaws with this film. I mean, it's not a perfect movie. I, Black Panther, as great as a movie as it was, had some flaws. It, every movie has its flaws. It, it, it's not the end of the world. Um, at points for this film, uh, it didn't seem scary or as tense as it could have. Uh, you can tell the actors are trying to sell the moments, but there's times when it just... The punch isn't there. Um quite a bit of quite a bit of hate online for this movie um i really don't see why i guess it's because when i go into a movie i i kind of expect to know first of all this is the horror genre most of the fun with a horror film comes behind the scenes it's the cast having fun it's the directing like the directing team the creative team they're the ones having the fun if they can bring that to the screen and we have fun with it, great. That's fucking awesome. Like that's a sign of a great movie. Uh, but not every horror movie can pull that off, especially sometimes low budget films. As much as the indie scene is really good for horror, sometimes it's really bad for horror. Um, this movie for me going into it, I kind of knew what to expect. I knew what I was going to get with it. Uh, it's a low-budget film that just wants to tell a story about biological specimens, whether they're zombies or whatever, what the fuck. Uh, they're wreaking havoc, carnage. They're killing some forensic students. Uh, what, Like, honestly, what do people expect? This isn't The Godfather. <laughs> okay, this isn't um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's not an Oscar winner. It's not Sylvester Stallone's Rocky. Okay, um, it's a zombie flick. I wouldn't go into this film with very high expectations and you'll probably walk away loving it a little bit more. Um, I mean, you really want to watch a bad movie? Try watching Hellraiser Judgment, um, which I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, then tell me this movie's not good. Um, uh, I'm not going to make an episode out of Hellraiser Judgment. If anything, I'd want to talk about the first two movies, not the last two. Um it's not a good movie. It try. I, I I'll give the director credit, who's also an actor in the film as well. I give him credit. He tried something. It didn't work. In my opinion, it didn't work. It's not a good movie. There's a lot of people that actually do enjoy it. So you know what? I'll let them have their happiness. For me personally, Hellraiser Judgment is not good. Um, but uh, final thoughts on Thirteen Eerie. And then we're going to wrap this episode up. I thank you for all listening. But my final thoughts are basically this. While it's not the worst film I've ever seen, it's not the best either. It's kind of in the middle. It's, you know, it's, it's about an average. Um, that said, I mean, it's still worth watching. And don't take my opinion. Make your own opinion. Um, if you see it in a bargain bin for $5, I'd pick it up. I would. Um, it's got some nice cover artwork and whatnot. Uh, it's a, I call it, it, it's DVD worthy, not Blu-ray worthy. Um, I'm very picky about what movies I buy on Blu-ray as opposed to just DVD. 
Uh, it's a DVD pickup. Um, I, I, I wouldn't spend extra money to get the Blu-ray. That said, it's still worth something. I mean, and it can be fun. Like I say, you go into this with the right mindset. It's a fun movie. It's a 6 out of 10 for me. Um, it's a decent flick. It's a debut release from a young director. Uh, Lowell Dean, like I said, would later go on to direct Wolf Cop and another Wolf Cop. Uh, that's what part two was called. Um, and those are two films that have quite the cult following. I mean, so he, every director has got to start somewhere. I mean, Wes Craven started with last house on the left, which in 1972 was a brutal fucking film to watch. I watched it recently. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay the fact that there's some disturbing scenes in that movie, but compared to some of the shit that's coming out these days, it's a watered down movie. Um, and I mean, Wes Craven did Swamp Thing. As much as I love Swamp Thing, it's very dear to my heart. But it's a bad movie. It's a dude in a rubber suit. Like, everyone, every director has to start somewhere. They're always going to have a dud or two in there. John Carpenter was kind of backwards. He started off really awesome and then had a few duds near the end. Well, end. I say end. He says he's still going to direct movies, so thank God. Um, but, I mean... Each director has their flops and whatnot. This, to me, is not a flop. Lowell Dean gave us a decent movie. It's an average film, like I said, 6 out of 10. Um, and it's another film to the resume, resume, resume of one of the great scream, scream queens of the 21st century. Catherine Isabel is a huge name in horror these days, um, among other genres as well. But, I mean, a lot of horror fans love the ginger snap series ginger is her like she's ginger fitzgerald um and you know and i mean she's been in a, a freddy and a jason film because they both were in the same film um you know she, she's been around in the horror genre so i mean she's definitely one of my favorite actresses i know some people would want my head examined but i think she's a great actress american mary is one of the greatest fucking body horror movies i've seen in a long time um i mean it doesn't it, it's not up there with hellraiser or the thing but it's it's up there it's definitely a good one um 13 eerie maybe it's not as eerie as it could be uh but it's still worth the time and i definitely give it a lurker's recommendation which that's something i'm starting is if i feel a movie is really good it's gonna get a lurker's recommendation um I think uh, we should be lurking it. I think we should be checking it out. Um, and that's it. That's it for this week, folks. Um, again, thank you for tuning in, welcoming me into your grave, your coffin, um, whatever you dwell in. Um, and yeah, like I said, like I, I had some feedback from last week uh, from, you know, not a lot of people, but the people that gave me the feedback, it was definitely like, it meant a lot, so I wanted to, you know, thank you. If you checked out last week's episode and enjoyed it, thank you so much. Um, to If you'd like to contact me, and by contacting me, I mean, I'm also very much open to having anyone on the show with me. So if you'd like to be on the show, like if you've got a horror movie or a horror idea, it doesn't have to be a movie also. Like if you want to talk about, you know, women in horror or you want to talk about... Um, you know, should nudity be a part of the whole horror genre or, 
you know, practical versus CGI uh, in terms of effects or whatnot, feel free to like hit me up. Um, what lurks behind podcast zero at gmail.com. Uh, and it, it, I'm checking it every day. So, I mean, if you email me, I'll get your email. Uh, the Facebook page, which I'm on every single day, uh, facebook.com slash what lurks behind podcast zero Instagram. I'm on every day, uh, at what lurks behind podcast zero. And yes, I caved. I have a Twitter account now at WLB underscore podcast zero. Uh, I wanted just Podcast Zero. Someone had already taken it, so that's what I get for being late to the party. But um, they're back from the grave and they're ready to party. Yeah, that tagline. I love Return of the Living Dead is definitely going to be an episode at one point, everyone. I'm letting you know that now. I'm probably going to hold on to that baby for a bit, though, because probably my... It, oh, let's put it this way. It's in my top three for all-time favorite horror films. I'm holding on to that one, but it eventually will be a topic. Um, But yeah, so I am on Twitter now. Uh, Again, like I said, at WLB underscore podcast zero. And that's it for me. Uh, So last week I kind of did something, uh, and I'm going to do it again this week. Uh, And it's something I had been doing on my previous podcast for quite a while. I Instead of using the theme to close out the episode, I use like a song or whatever. Um, And the reason why I'm bringing this up is that I know there's a lot of independent uh, music artists that are out there. And if you ever want to have uh, your music spotlighted on the episode, I can use it as a recommendation and then close out with one of your songs. I'm putting that out there now because it's something I'm open to. Um, this week I'm closing out with Amelia Arsenic. She doesn't need my help. <laughs> um, Angel Spit was, is a very, uh, very successful band that she was a part of for quite a long time. She has worked with, uh, the likes of Pete Crane from Shiver. Um, now she, she's doing another, she's got another solo EP out that is doing very well. She doesn't need my help, but I'm definitely going to promote it anyways, because I think everyone would enjoy it. So we're going to close out with a track from Amelia Arsenic. And next week, if it's not next week, it'll be the week after. I'm hoping to have uh, the next episode be Critters. I do want to talk about Critters. Uh, I have uh, some ideas for that. So if not next week, it'll be the week after. But um, And then I don't know what next week's topic will be. But just so that you know what's going on. Um, I am going to also start, uh, I had uh, quite a few recommendations from people uh, regarding films or topics they'd like uh, brought into uh, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. I am going to start, uh, I'm thinking of doing like um, like where I pick one each week um, and uh, I'll notify that person in case they'd like to be part of the episode. And if not, I'll take it on myself. But uh, I do have uh, quite a few uh quite a few topics that were brought up. So I'm definitely going to be uh, looking into bringing those into the podcast as well as I have my own picks I'd like to do. And uh, so again, thank you for listening. I need to shut up and just let you guys uh, get back to the real world where it's so fucking depressing. But anyways, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we, uh, we, me and my multiple personalities, 
uh, we'll be uh, coming back next week. New episode. Like I say, most likely Critters. If not, that'll be the week after. All right. So you all have a wonderful blood-curdling week. I mean that in, you know, all non-seriousness, obviously. It's a very violent world we live in. I don't actually wish that shit on you guys, so. That's it for me. Have a great week, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. Bye for now. 6 a.m. 